Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from goldenblack.com with your second and final dispatch from the streets of Portland. Uh, this is your Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast following Purdue's 75-56 to win over Duke in the championship game of the Phil Knight Legacy here in Portland. Uh, it is brought to you by our friends at uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, uh, the Whitaker Inn, and the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So thank you to all of them for their support. As always, we will dive right into this here. Uh, I'll sit here on this bench outside my hotel again, talking to myself on the streets of Portland once again, not being the only person sitting around talking to himself on the streets of Portland. Um, obviously just an epic week for Purdue basketball, which, you know, came into this season you know, subject to all the requisite questions that come with their situation and the realities of college basketball. When you're young in the backcourt, when you're turning over your roster as much as Purdue turned over their roster, when you have guys moving into roles they've never played before, when you have guys bearing levels of responsibility they've never bore before, you don't know how it's going to go. And typically the best way to kind of process that is to expect, you know, there to be a, you know, sometimes painful transitional period. Purdue uh, may or may not have tested out of that uh, because in the span of three days, Purdue didn't just beat Gonzaga and didn't just beat Duke, but beat Gonzaga and Duke comfortably. That coming off what I thought at the time was a really good win against West Virginia, thinking that, hey, at least you have West Virginia now to show for this trip. Um, But Purdue obviously went on to do much more. I think what you're seeing from Purdue is, I don't want to say, I don't want to not say high upside, but I want to say a high floor, a really high floor, like a starting point that is much higher than a lot of team starting points. Um, and I, I think a lot goes into that, and a lot of that has to do with Zach Eady being everything thus far. Purdue has needed Zach Eady to be at both ends of the floor. He's been the scorer and rebounder you expected him to be. He's been a, an elite defensive player, elite thus far. He's made all the right decisions. He's made all the right passes. He has looked the part in every possible way of an offensive centerpiece. He's doing everything right right now at both ends of the floor. And I glanced over the de- the defensive part of it, but Purdue's been really good defensively, really good defensively. And he's a huge part of that. But also I just think the general attentiveness and effort have been very different um, from the past several Purdue teams, to be honest with you. And uh, I think if that's something Purdue can sustain, you know, that's going to give them a chance every single night. I think, you know, Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith in the backcourt, I think their just overt confidence and how secure those guys are in themselves and how comfortable they are and how just borderline arrogant in the right way both of them are and how unflappable both of them are, I think that is something that has probably bled through to this whole team and not that the guys returning needed that as much but you also don't have two young guys on the floor you have to worry about either and I think that allows other people to you know be a little more confident themselves because they're not having people they're uncertain about sucking their confidence away from them I don't know if that makes any sense or not but it doesn't matter we're just going to keep forging through here uh I think that you know Purdue's effort has been beyond reproach thus far. And I think it's not just one guy. You know, last year, sometimes he kind of looked at it like, oh, well, look how hard Mason Gillis is playing. Because he was, first of all, but also because, you know, he was kind of out there doing it 
in a way where it stood out against everybody else around him. I'm not saying that to take away from other guys on the floor and how hard they were playing. I'm just saying it really stood out. Now Mason Gillis is kind of one of those guys doing what he's always done, but Caleb First is doing the same thing. Trey Kaufman ran on the boards is doing the same thing. Braden Smith at point guard is doing the, doing the same thing. Lots of guys are doing lots of stuff in this regard, and it's a team-wide thing. You saw Saki today uh, diving on the floor at midcourt to corral a loose ball. Uh, you know, Braden Smith did another Braden Smith thing where he threw the ball out off of Duke to save an important possession, but not until – Fletcher Lawyer got isolated right into the basket against six foot eight uh, blue chipper Mark Mitchell, and Lawyer was able to strip him, strip the ball from him, allowing Braden Smith to make the play. Guys just not giving up on plays, guys trying to play the ball, guys always trying to make something happen. This is the most disruptive Purdue has been on defense in years. They're creating offense off of it, and they're giving themselves a chance every game because of this. This has just been a really, really revelatory defensive start for Purdue and uh, something they need to keep up. Um, I just think top to bottom, you know, you, it, it's everybody's held up their end here. Um, I think that, as I said in my video earlier, is you could have, prior to Portland, you could have scribbled down a best-case scenario for Purdue. And for some of you, it might have been realistic. For some of you, it might not have been realistic. But I don't think anything you scribbled down could have been any more than what Purdue actually gave you uh, out here in Portland. Because, again, they didn't just beat Gonzaga and they didn't just beat Duke on the most visible stage college basketball had right now. Um, but they beat them handily. And they, they probably led those games by double figures more than half of the minutes in those games if I had to make a rough estimate. Um, just a really, really strong showing, a really uh, impressive showing uh, by Purdue and something that looks sustainable. And that, that's the difference between this year and what Purdue did in Connecticut last year. Is Last year, Purdue was just outscoring everybody, and it caught up with them. This year's team is playing really hard. They're playing defense. They're doing all the little things really well. And, you know, the big stuff is – sort of advanced as well uh and by that i mean you know obviously zach eady's been the been the guy you needed him to be the threes are going in uh for the most part and uh, or for the to an acceptable extent and uh the little things are really really buoying purdue right now and you maintain that all season long you're gonna win a hell of a lot of games and if you just have an okay season to this point now you've made the ncaa tournament already because of the, what you've been able to do from a resume perspective here if you just have an okay season, and that's the bare minimum right now because, you know, Purdue set a floor here for the rest of its season uh, at the Phil Knight legacy here that, you know, they've almost sort of redefined possible here because um, it seems like they've jumped right over a couple steps here in the process. That being said, and this is very important, it is November. Sometimes things that happen in November, you know, are gone by the middle of December, their punchlines by the middle of February, and so on and so forth. Purdue knows as well as anybody that November and realities do not always endure. Uh, you know, Purdue has to keep working to get better. Purdue has to keep doing what it's doing. Purdue has to make damn certain that when there's a single-digit number next to its name next week, they don't decide all of a sudden Purdue has made it and they're good, you know, and, and they've gotten to where they need to go uh, because now all of a sudden the context around them changes 
now you become, you know, the, the, the proverbial hunted as opposed to the proverbial hunter. Last year's team never really took all that well to that. This year's team needs to learn from last year's team's mistakes. There are enough guys around who were part of that to, you know, have the wisdom about them and the maturity about them to make sure that this team doesn't do this. This is why Nick Saban calls it rat poison, positive press for his players. He calls it rat poison because the players eat it right up and bad things happen to them, which never really understood because it's okay to call the stuff the media produces poison. But if you're saying that the players are consuming it and it's rat poison, aren't you calling your players rats? And that really doesn't seem like a very nice thing to do. Uh, Anyway, Purdue has to make sure that Purdue does not get an inflated ego here. They do not decide that they can just coast by now and and keep winning games. My my spider senses and having covered all of these guys to this point and in recruiting tells me I doubt that's going to be an issue for this team. Um, I think they have a pretty good equilibrium about them, you know, things like that. And I think they're pretty responsive to challenges, as they've shown here in Portland. Uh, in no uncertain terms. So, but that's 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 kind of the next thing to look for here in this team as it, as it kind of develops into something much more than it is even now when it looks as good as it looks right now. Um, so that's what I got. Uh, so this is your Golden Black Radio Express post game podcast following Purdue's win over Duke and its championship at the Phil Knight Legacy. Uh, thank you once again to our friends at uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union. Uh, T&W Design and Build, AcrePro.com, Sand Valley Golf Resort, uh, the Whitaker Inn, East End Grill, and Ripple and Company. There we go. I finally got them down. Um, when I'm not driving past the Whitaker Inn, it's a little bit harder for me to remember uh, our list of sponsors. That's the one that kind of brings the whole room together for me. Um, so that's what I got, everybody. I'll talk to you again in a couple of days from Tallahassee, Florida, after Purdue plays Florida State on an unacceptably short turnaround, something the schedule makers never should have allowed to happen. But nevertheless, Purdue goes to Florida State for a game on Wednesday uh, on the opposite coast of where it spent the last week. So we will uh, see what happens out there. But Purdue's looking pretty good right now. So thanks, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.